Hebrews chapter 11. Let us stand. Verse number 25. Let's stand. And uh, read the Word of God for God's people. May it be a blessing to you this morning. Verse number 25. Choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had re respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured, he had seen him who was invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and sprinkling of the blood, lest he that be destroyed, firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as dry land, which the Egypts uh, assayed to do were drowned. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord. We just thank you and ask you to open our hearts and minds, Lord. Let us receive the grafted word that you would have us to lift us up and encourage us this day, Father. And we'll just praise you for all that you do. And empty yourself and fill me thy word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, looking at verse number 25, uh, looking at that word choosing. I believe with all my heart this morning we serve an all-powerful God. I, I believe that there is nothing God cannot do this morning. I believe that He can be everywhere at once this morning. I believe that He knows everything about you this morning. But when I say when it comes uh, to certain things, when it comes certain things to your life, that God is not going to do for you this morning. There are certain things left up to the free will and, and, and the choice of man that God will allow you this morning. Not that God cannot make you do it, but God will not make the choice for you this morning. Life is full of choices this morning. We make them every day. Some are minor choices, uh, like uh, what, what kind of bread you want to eat, uh, what kind of milk you want to have. You can just go ahead and keep that stuff. I don't drink milk anyway. What kind of toothpaste... That use we we got life full of minor choices that really just just is your favorite, but then there's some consequential choices that you make in your life that affects not only the, your life but it affects the life around people around you, and not only it affects you in this life but they affect you in the eternal life to come. This morning, the biggest and the greatest uh, decision that any man in this building can make this morning is a, a decision to, uh, I I'm going to follow God. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to walk after God. Uh, the greatest decision you'll ever make is, I am choosing God this morning. You know, we choose where we work at. We choose where we live at. But the biggest choice you ever make in your life is that you're going to repent of your sins and follow after Christ. You realize that you was a sinner and you needed a Savior this morning. Not trusting in your good works. Not trusting in your uh, in intellect. Not trusting in your church membership or, or trusting in your baptismal certificate. The greatest choice anybody here can make this morning is that you would personally choose I'm going to trust what Jesus Christ did at the cross. I, I cannot work my way to heaven. I, I cannot earn my way to heaven. I cannot be good enough to get to heaven. I am not trusting in my works, but there's a time in my life that I realized I was a sinner and I needed a Savior and I came to know Jesus. That is the choice that you need to make this morning. 
The choice is determined on where you're going to spend eternity at this morning. It's, it's not a choice that you need to choose on a whim. Can I say that? It's being sorry for who you are and what you've done. It's repenting of sin and turning to Christ. Accepting Him without reservation for what He did for you and your soul and the life of Calvary. When I accepted Christ as my Savior, I made a free will choice that I would run to Christ. And when the preacher was preaching about Christ, and can I say this about making this choice? It's a choice I don't have to make over and over and over. I don't have to get up this morning and say, well, I'm going to serve God or not serve God. I don't have to get up and say, well, I'm saved today, but tomorrow I might not be saved. The choice, Paul said, uh, uh, whom I know have believed and persuaded in him that is able to keep which I have committed unto him against that day. There are so many doctrines today in this world that you look at uh, and that's the whim here and a whim there. There are some people who believe that you've got to work to get to heaven. There, there are some believe that their good works are good enough to get to heaven. Some believe that hey, uh, everything you go to, you know, you can love a tree, hug a tree, and, and you're going to heaven. That, that, there ain't but one way to heaven. You don't, you don't have to always get up in the morning, Lord, save me today. If you've been saved, bought by the blood, you are born again. We fall. We come short. And we get short sometimes if we just ask God to forgive us and move on. Listen to me. Christians, that needs to be some settled choices in your life this morning. There there needs some settled choices where you get up day after day saying, Well, I think I'll serve God today. No, the choice has already been made for me. Back that long time ago when I came to the altar, I made that choice. I'm going to serve God. I have not always been faithful to God, but God has always been faithful to me. But that choice has been made for me a long time ago. I don't have to get up every day and say, well, I think I'll serve God today or not. I'm just telling you, the choice was made a long time ago that I chose to serve God. I guess you'll know what I'm preaching on this morning. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. And every one of us here this morning needs to make that choice. I understand you say, well, I come to church, I'm saved. But let me tell you what, there's so many Christian people today that have not got established, rooted and grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to make that choice today that I am going to serve him. Amen. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the world looks at. Moses said that. Moses said that. I'm going to make my choice. Go ahead and make a choice where you're not debating on it. You know, you don't have to get up in the morning and debate whether you're saved or not. You don't have to get up in the morning whether you're debating on whether you're going to serve God or not. I'm not debating on that. I'm I'm not debating on when a Sunday morning rolls around where I'm going to be at. 
I'm not going to debate on where I'm going to be at when the time the doors open at the house of God. I don't have to debate that. That choice has already been made in my life. I, I'm not debating, well, hey, well, I, I think I tied this week. No, I'm not debating that. That choice has already been settled in my life. I'm going to do that. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to do what God says. You need to make a hard-earned decision in your life this morning. Some of us need to make a decision on whether we're going to read our Bible this week. I'm just saying that. I see some of us really made to make that choice on whether we, hey, you know, should I go to church or not? I, I mean, 49 years ago, I made a choice to marry that woman over there. I'm not going to get up in the morning and say, well, I don't want to be married to you today. 49 years ago, I made that choice, and I've stuck to that choice. But that, that choice has been settled. And you need to make some settled choices in your life this morning. Every one of us here has traveled. Amen. I've traveled an awful lot. I got where I had to stop depending on my map reader and get a GPS. My rap reader just, how far is the next city? So I got me a GPS and I pumped it in there. And the thing about I love about GPS, when you punch that thing in there and it gives you different routes that you want to take and you choose the route that you want to go and you set it in and you set that course in and you lock it in. This is the direction that I'm going in. This is my destination. I'm going to get there. And along that way, you can be going along that way and all of a sudden there will be an exit off and say, hey, you can get there by this way or you can get there by this way. Can I tell you, like, a lot of us need to get the altar this morning and get the GPS in our hearts in the morning and say, Lord, I'm locking it in. I'm heading home. Ain't nothing going to stop me. I know there's a lot of crossroads that it will take and pull us off. There's a lot of voices that will pull us off. But I'm locked in. I'm heading to home and I'm not getting deterred. And there's a lot of ways that I can get there, but I'm going that way. Jesus says there's only one way. There's only one way to heaven. You need to make a choice this morning. You know why a lot of Christians cannot be faithful this morning? Because they're waiting on every day whether they decide to serve God or not. They're trying to make that choice each day whether they serve God or not. They're trying to make a choice on what they're going to do with their life. How they're going to get their life going. How they're going to get to the direction they're going. What friends are they going to have? You need to come to this morning to the altar and set some things in your heart that I'm going to serve God. I'm going with God. I'm walking with God. Joseph did not wait until he got into Potiphar's house to choose to serve God. He, he didn't wait till he get to Egypt. And Potiphar's wife came and said, come and lie with me. He didn't say, well, hmm, Potiphar ain't here. Ain't nobody else here. My daddy ain't even here. Nobody knows. No, he didn't say that. A decision was already made. He says, how can I do this great wickedness before God? The decision had already been made before he ever got to Egypt. David did not decide to serve God when he was led and running from Saul in a cave. David didn't decide to serve God when he faced Goliath. 
He decided to serve God when he was out by himself in the field attending the sheep. He fell down on his knees and said, Lord, I am serving you. I am going with you. I am following you. Daniel did not wait till he got down to Babylon. The three Hebrew children did not wait till they set up the idol, then got together and said, hey, let's have a conference. Come here, Shadmach. We've got to talk about this. They're going to build this idol over here. And they're going to want us to worship. What do you think we need to do? No, the decision was already made before they even got down in Babylon that they were going to serve God no matter what came their way. You and I need to make a decision today. I'm going to serve God. No matter what the world comes at me, no matter what my friends come at me, I'm going to serve God this morning. Paul didn't make his choice to serve God when he got thrown in prison in Acts chapter 16. Paul made his decision to serve God in chapter, Acts chapter 9. And, and, and listen to this, don't miss this. What got Paul through the prison experience in Acts 16 is what he did in Acts chapter 9. He got right with God. He served God. He got on board with God. John did not decide to serve God when he was cast out to the Isle of Patmos and is all by himself. No, John didn't wait till he got there. John decided to serve God when he laid his breast on Jesus' chest and at the Last Supper and said, This guy, I'm going to follow to my dying breath. Amen. You've got to make a choice this morning. You've got to make a rock hard choice this morning. I have set my life toward God. Yes, I may fall along the way. There may be some troubles along the way. But I'm getting, it's not getting me out and I'm not turning back. I'm not throwing in a towel. I have set my course. I have chosen and I made it. Choice is right. I'm serving God this morning. I have made my decision. Moses chose that he made it. What he chose carried him all the way through his life. I want you to understand how his choices carried him out through his life. Now don't miss it. it. It carried him out by faith. Believing a God that he necessarily could not see. It, it carried him out by faith that which he is. And that is invisible this morning he said. If, listen to me. Don't, don't miss this. If the only time... That you're going to keep your choice is by seeing things in your life. You're not going to last very long. There's going to be times where you don't feel nothing. There's going to be times when you don't see nothing. There's going to be times that you felt all by yourself. But let me just tell you, God is still there. He's still with you. He's not forsaking you. He's going to always be around. There's going to be times that you're going to have to have faith in what Jesus said he will do, that he will do. Amen. You've got to make a choice this morning. I've watched these young people grow up around here. Been here long enough to watch them grow up. And I'm telling you, we've got some great kids. And, and, but I'm starting to watch them get to that age that they've got their own personality. 
It, it shows. Kids, kids have a way. You know, it, it, I understand that they have a personality, but I pray that mom and daddy has instilled enough of serving God, walking with God, that it shows inside their life that one day they're going to have to make a decision because it's going to be their decision where they serve God. That the, the mom and daddy has instilled enough that they want what you've got and what you're serving. They want to walk the same way you're going. There's something that you need to choose today. Hey, my kids are watching me. And I, I pray that they get rooted, they get established, get firmed in God. They got to make a choice. You and I have got to make a choice. We can't get up every morning deciding to make a choice tomorrow. That choice has to be made today. And, and can I say this? Once you make that choice, you, you can't spraddle the fence. You either get in or get out, walk away, walk to, you need to make a decision. That once I decide, once I choose to serve God, that's whom I'm going to serve. I'm going to go at it all with all my heart. I, I'm not going to be wishy-washy in and out. I, I'm just going to serve God. I'm not going to be one day with this friends over here and then one day is over here with these friends. I, I'm going to serve God and I'm going to be around God's people, around God's things uh, and God's commandments. I'm not going back to the old way. Once you choose to serve, to serve God, you've got to make a choice to leave the world behind. And sometimes that's going to cost you some friends and family. Honestly, I'm going to be, I'll be truthful with you. It's going to cost you some friends and family. So looking at this scripture, and I love the Bible because everybody says, well, how do you get three-point messages? Well, it's in the Bible. <laughs> They're in the Bible. If you read the Bible enough, you'll find us in three-point messages, especially in verse number 25. Verse 25 gives you a three-point message. Boom, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And you just take it and run with it. How, how do we make this choice? Look at Moses' choice and how he made his choice and what happened to him. Moses chose the reproach of Christ in verse number 26. Esteeming, he said. He, he weighed it out. He, he looked at it. The reproach of Christ. That word reproach means uh, to scorn, to mock, to make fun of. This, this, this is Moses' reproach. Look at verse 25. Choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Moses chose to suffer affliction with God's people over all the pleasures of sin that he could have in Egypt. You know what the approach is? It's this. All his buddies, all his friends in Egypt that he had been hanging around with, that he grew up with, and Moses decided that he's going to suffer the affliction with the people of God. They looked at him, oh, Moses, are you crazy? You're the grandson of the Pharaoh. It's, everything's handed out to you. Everything's laid out to you. There's money, there's riches, there's everything. There's treasures beyond wealth down here. Moses, you, you were saying you're going to give all that up for the reproach of them with them? God? Are you going to give that up? Moses, you're out of your mind. Are you willing to give up all your riches this morning? Are you willing to give up everything? Moses said, I'd rather suffer reproach with the people of God than enjoy all the riches that Egypt has to give. Now, you've got you to look at this stuff. 
the Egyptian people like this. Bronze people, big people, Sade, they're good. Then you look over the Jewish people. Moses, that's who you want to hang out with them? That's what you want to be? You don't want to be with us over here? Moses says, I'd rather suffer the reproach with all the God's people than all the riches that's in Egypt. And if you look at the land of Egypt at that time, they had the buildings, they had the horses, they had the golds, they had the precious stones, they had, they had everything. They were the power. Moses, you going to give this up? Yeah, I'm going to give this up. Moses chose the reflection with God of all the pleasures that sin that Eden had, Egypt had. No, they said, Moses, why? You, you, got, you got parties, you got wine, you, everything's handed to you, Moses. You got the women, you got everything, Moses. All the fun that you can have in sin. He said, yeah, but the pleasure of sin is only for a season. I, I'm going with that crowd. No, I'm going I'm to go with that crowd. I say to every person in this building this morning, when the party was run out, when the lights turned off, and you're left with the consequences of your choices, your messed up choices this morning, the pleasure of sin will run out, the Bible says. The pleasure of sin is just for a season. And oh, how short that season is. I, I've seen so many people today that when the season of sin ended in their life, it left them broken, it left them damaged, it left them heartaches, it left them saggy eyes, it left them bark, scarred, it left them body shot all to pieces, their mind full of guilt, it left them in the ditch with no hope and no help, it left them in a place that they did not want to be because the pleasure of sin had ran out on them. Moses said, hey, I've I seen the end thereof and I don't want a part of that. I want to reproach over here. And, and you can go ahead and laugh at me. You can go ahead and mock at me. But I choose to be with God's people this morning. You need to choose this morning. With, <laughs> hey, 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 you need to choose this morning. Who are you going to serve, God or people? I'm just telling you. I know there's pleasure in sin. I know that. But like I said, sin runs out. The season runs out. And when it does, it's going to leave you out in the cold. But I'm telling you, you start serving God. They might make fun of you. They might make poke at you. They might say you're this and that. But I'm telling you, the reward is worth it. At the end, just keep on serving God. You know why a lot of young people and adults don't serve God right now? Because they're afraid of being made fun of. They're, they're afraid that people laugh at them. They're afraid that people poke their finger in the face. And then let me just say this. I have been mocked at, I've been made fun at, and I've had fingers poked in my face. <laughs> why do you want to do that? Why do you want to go over and act like that? 
People say, you preach too hard. You preach against sin all the time. What is there to preach against? I mean, if sin sends you to hell, why shouldn't I preach against that? Amen. I'm just telling you. People say, hey, why do y'all have to be that way? I'm not being, I'm just telling what the Word of God says. They laughed at him. You know, I'm just telling people right now, you can laugh at me all you want. I've been laughed at before. You can poke your finger at me. I've been poked at before. You can call me names. There ain't a name that I have not been called. You can call me that. I don't answer to them, but you can call me that. But I'm just telling you, the world don't want to serve God because they're afraid that somebody's going to laugh at them this morning. Don't worry about what the world's going to do. I'd rather let the world laugh at me and my friends laugh at me and take and please him this morning. Amen. Life's too short to be worried about what man is thinking of you. Too short. If you're going to live for God, you better make your mind up. That reproach does not bother you. Just serve God and be what He wants you to be. Get off the fence. Some people are just in enough to make themselves miserable. I, I go to church. You, you go to church on Sunday morning, but where are you at on Saturday night? They don't hold church in the bar. Not that kind of church anyway. We got too many people that they say, I, I live for Christ on Sunday morning. When I get up, I, I serve God on Sunday morning, but come Monday morning, it's my life and my way. Do what I want to do. You keep going with that attitude. You keep going with that attitude. Then one day when breath leaves this body and you open your eyes and you're standing right before the Savior and he says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Wait a minute, I got baptized. Wait a minute, I went to church. Wait a minute, I tied. Yeah, but your heart was far from it. Far from it. We have gotten that way. You, you don't have to wait tomorrow morning to get up whether you want to serve God. I, I've already made that choice. The choice has been made for me. He, he chose the reproach. He chose the riches. Wait a minute, preacher. You just said riches. He just turned down all the riches in Egypt. You said, what are you talking about? That's not the kind of riches I'm talking about. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. What, what then all the riches in Egypt? You've read about it. I don't know if you've read about them. You've heard about them. They had, they had it going on. They had the money. They had the power. The Bible said Moses chose some riches over those riches in Egypt than what he saw. He saw more than just money. We're living in a society today that is driven by money. People kill for money today. People work their entire lives for money today. There are people who have been told on their deathbed, their last dying breath was, I wish I could have made another dollar. We're living in a society that is driven by money and hunger for money. 
But Moses said, hey, that's not the riches I'm looking for. He said, I'm looking at riches that money cannot buy. I'm looking at something that money can buy. I, I, I want some riches that Egypt can't afford. Even though Egypt's got all this riches that are going on, I'm looking at something that even Egypt cannot afford. What he gets is better than all the riches in Egypt. He got the peace of knowing that the blood of the Lamb had covered him when the deaf angel passed by. He got the victory in his soul watching the cloud separate him from the Egyptian soldiers. And watched the Red Sea part before them. They crossed over on dry land to turn around and watch the engulf of the Egyptian soldiers. He got the pleasure of seeing rock, water come from a rock. He got the pleasure of watching manna come down from heaven. He, he got the pleasures of fellowshipping and talking with God. That's more than any riches in this world could ever buy. I'd rather have that rich. I want to be that rich. I I want to have the knowing that God is on my side. I can talk with God. I'm not looking at to be rich in this world. I'm looking to be rich in that world. He got the pleasures of simply being around God. (laughs) Just simply being around God. Moses said, I'd rather have God. I'd rather walk with God than the dollar bill that Egypt can have. Can I tell you this morning, there are some treasures that money cannot buy. Mamas and daddies watching their children sing for God, (laughs) playing instruments for God, serving God, living for God. The things that the, the, the world can't give them there, there are people today that sitting on a pews uh, crying out to God, my child is not serving God, and, and my child is walking away from God, but yet you sit here and say, my child is serving God, my child is singing for God, my child is working for God. That, that is the pleasures that the world cannot give you this morning. But you've got to make a choice this morning. Knowing that you're being covered by the blood of the Lamb, having your home, God is your Father, Jesus is your Savior. Those are the treasures that money cannot buy this morning. The blessings to be able to pray and knowing God answers your prayers and hears your prayers. Able to watch God do things and deliver on over and over and over and deliver from you. He delivered you out of trials and delivered you out of troubles. Over and over, that, that's the things that the world cannot give you. Time after time, watching God feed your soul when you didn't know where it was coming from. Man, the word of God given in your soul, quenching that thirst from the water of God. Those are the treasures that the world cannot give you. Can I tell you, I've made my choice. The choice is yours this morning. But there are the riches that I'm looking for, serving God, walking with God. It's disturbing to me this morning. It's it's disturbing to me. I've seen preachers of the generation today. And and it upsets me. I see preachers, these young preachers coming out. And they're driven by money. They want the large congregation because they get a bigger paycheck. Driven by money. 
that, that disturbs me today because we see a generation of preachers coming in and they're not serving God and they're looking at the, uh, the treasures of this world and not the treasures of the world to come, but they're looking at the things around here. I want it down here. The, mm, can I say this? Too many of us are looking for our blessings here. Can I say this? Mm, don't, don't get mad at me. You cannot get a spiritual blessing in a temporal position. <laughs> You've got to be in a spiritual position to get a spiritual blessing. Amen. Too many preachers are looking to get paid down here. They're looking to see how much money they can make down here. Let me just say, I made my mind up. It ain't about the money. It's not about anything else but serving God and giving God the word glory and teaching people about God and preaching the word of God. I'd do it if I didn't get a dime. Amen. The whole point of them is getting bigger crowds to get a bigger paycheck. Moses chose the riches that the world could not give. And can I say the world could not see the riches that Moses chose. Can I tell you this this morning? If you were born by the, bought by the blood and you're born again on your way to heaven, there are some things that you can see that this world cannot see. Amen. I'm just telling you that. He chose the reproach. He chose the riches. And he chose the recompense. He's choosing something over and above beyond the call of the son of Pharaoh. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the riches in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the ward. That word recompense means paid for service. It means somebody compensates you for something that you have done for them. I don't know how many times you have read the writings of Moses. He wrote the first five books that didn't come on the scene to Exodus, but he wrote Genesis. I don't know how many times you read the first five books. Exodus, the Deuteronomy. We're, de we're reading, we're those books you're dealing with the life of Moses and the children of God. I have looked at it every which way I can. I have to be honest with you. When I look at Moses' life, I don't see him getting anything for what he was doing. I don't see him getting anything for serving God. Now, we, we see we're moving from a spiritual riches better than Egypt than recompense of reward. Now we're talking about getting something from serving God. I read where he walks around for 40 years in the wilderness with the enemies constantly coming after him to fight against him. His own people murmuring against him, wanting to take him out, wanting to replace him. They wanted to go back to Egypt. Over and over, I don't find where he gets anything big and fancy for serving God. He wore the same pair of shoes for 40 years. Ladies, you think you can do that? 40 years, he's got the same stinky, smelly shoes on his feet. I don't see where Moses gets anything for serving God. He, in fact... There's only two people that even cared enough about him. That was Joshua and Caleb. The ones that were with him, they died out before going to the promised land. In fact, when Moses died, 
They couldn't even find his body. There was no great big headstone up there lies Moses, the leader for God's people. They, they can't find him. They don't know where he's buried at. He ain't got anything going on. We go to cemeteries today, we can read everybody's epitaph on the headstone. Moses, they don't know where he's at. I don't see where Moses got paid for anything for what he did serving God. I want to tell you something. Moses didn't see it down here. He said that it made it his choice to walk with God. He's not looking back. He's not looking for the reward down here. He said, I'm looking for my reward way out yonder. I, I don't want my reward here. I want my reward up there. And as far as I know, at the end of life, Moses got nothing. We're living in a day where everybody wants their rewards now. Lord, bless me now. Lord, give me now. I'm not looking for my rewards down here. I, I, he says, I'm looking for to please the one that has called me into the endeavor. He's a long way back will go. Down the line, I chose to serve God. I chose the one that called me, the one that I made a choice with. That day when I stepped out onto the other side, that day when I leave this world and I step into the other world, I will hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That is what I'm looking for. That's what I'm desiring for. That's the recompense of serving God when it don't look like anything you're going to get down here. God is not going to give you great things down here. God's got a great reward for you in heaven. Abraham. He's gone to prepare a place for you. He said, if I go to prepare a place and if God can make this world as beautiful as it is, God has got something your eyes have not seen prepared for you. Amen. I'm not looking for my reward down here. If I was looking for my reward down here, I'd be in a big world of mess. But I know what he can do. I know what he's going to do. Too many of us are looking for our blessings here in the temporal world instead of spiritual world. Please don't miss this. Sometimes we forget, and God has to remind us. We're looking for our rewards in this life, but God has to remind us this life is not your reward. And I, I, I'm guilty for it. I start looking for my rewards down here. Lord, I, this is what I like, this is what I want, but God has to remind me. You have a spiritual kingdom, and your rewards are coming in temporal world is not going to happen I'm looking for that day Bible says the world passed away the lust thereof but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever 
I'm not looking for recompense down here. I'm not looking for my riches down here. I'm not looking for the things of this world to make me happy down here. I, I'm happy down here because I have the word of God. I have the bread of God. I have the water of God. I can sit down when things don't go right in my life. When I feel sad and, and depressed, I, I just take the word of God and open it up and the words just flow into my mind and I see, Lord, thank you. That's a reward down here that I can never get away from. I always go back to the word of God because in the word of God I find things that just helps me in this world and this life my reward is not here my reward is there when he says welcome thou good and faithful servant I'm waiting for that day yes. amen. amen but you got to make a choice I, I wish I wish I could come out here and make a choice for every one of y'all it's the way you live it's how you do it's going to do it I, I wish I could do that I wish I could make a choice for these young kids here that just, I mean, just, just choose me. This is how you do it. I, I can't. I can only make a choice for myself. You're going to have to make a choice for yourself. Amen. But I'm just telling you right here now, the choice you make today, the choice you make today will affect the outcome of your life for the rest of your life. You say, well, I, I, I think I'll wait another day. Well, we're not promised tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. So the choice is yours. The choice is yours. 